a more excellent sacrifice and by it by it by it it was proven that he was he was righteous so Noah's worship is a demonstration of his devotion his faith and love to God on the opposite on the opposite Cain offered a sacrifice he tried to worship God but the Bible says his God did not accept the offering of Cain what does God say about his worship his life his character in 1st John chapter 3 verse 12 the Bible says Cain who was that of the wicked one the wicked one so as you can see here as you can see here Noah offered a sacrifice a sacrifice that is well pleasing to God a, a blood sacrifice a, an, a sacrifice out of his love and faith to God he believed in God who saved him and now he worships God Cain also Cain, Cain offered a sacrifice Abel offered a sacrifice but God accepted and had respect on the offering of Abel but unto Cain the Bible says he displeased, despised Cain the title of our message this morning, Understanding Through Worship. Understanding Through Worship. You know, I grew up in church. I, I stayed for three years in the, the biggest church in, in Asia. That is the Bible Baptist Church, Katipunan. Three years. Why? Because I, I finished my Bible studies there, Bible theology. And uh, I think uh, the average attendance every Sunday... Um, until today, it's I think it's almost 5,000, maybe 4,000 every Sunday. It's a very big church. But sometimes I, I wonder, and um, as a whole, I, I appreciate the, the audience, the, the singing. But when you when, when God revealed something to you, when you see something or someone individually, you just can't help to, to ask yourself, like, are, 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 are he or she really worshiping God? Like sometimes he, he just there and you know sleeping and not just one Sunday, it's like every Sunday he's like that. Or sometimes they're just there to, to meet friends and you know to, to show off their new clothes or I, I don't know, but there's some things that was revealed to me through my eyes. I I, I saw many things. And so I asked myself, is this person really worshiping God? Yeah. And so we should make it personal also. Yeah. Am I really worshiping God? Yeah. Am I really here to worship God? Or maybe you're just here, or am I here just to please myself? Or am I here because, um, you know, because I have nothing else to do or to go? Or just I want to spend, maybe I, I'm, I'm bored, or I don't know what's your motive. I really don't know. But only you and God knows your heart. Amen. I am not a master of spirituality. Okay, I'm not the, the I'm not I'm here I'm not here because I'm spiritual. Okay, but I, I'm I can say as an experience I am a master of sin and consequence. I do not know everything yet about sin and consequence. I do not plan to. To proceed in, in living with sin or I know I don't have plans in sinning but I have experienced in my life sin and consequences I have I have watched people who thought they are who, who thought within themselves that they are worshiping God but in reality in, in, in if you if you have discretion according to the Bible they are not really worshiping God for us Christians before we continue our worship first we must be true and sincere yeah. and if there is something wrong in our worship if you are not sincere and true if there are hindrances in our worship if we neglect our worship then the rest of our priorities in life is in chaos yeah. because first and first and before we can continue in life first we must 
put God first in our lives. Amen. We must understand first how to worship God, how to really prioritize God in our life. Because if God is not our priority, if worship is not our priority, then our life will be in chaos. The flood came, only eight were saved with the animals, 40 days of global flood in a big world with a big opportunity, with big promise from God. God told Noah, Noah, go. Noah, multiply. Noah, live abundantly. Having received the commandment from God, you know what? The first thing Noah did is to build an altar. The first thing that Noah did is to build an altar. He prioritized worship in his life. He put God first in his life. The Bible says Noah builded an altar unto the Lord. Because before anything else, our worship must be true and sincere. This is a lifetime principle of my father. Worship must be true and sincere. Is family important? Yes. Is work important? Yes. No work? No, no work? No food. We have a principle of that in our church. If you don't work, you don't eat. Yeah. Uh, for the security guard, no ID, no entry. Yeah. And for the for the barangay officials in, in our country. The tanod, no coffee, no duty. No, we have that in the, in the Philippines. If, if we don't prioritize worship, something is wrong in our life. Yeah. Then something else is a priority. And you don't like this word, you have an idol in your life. Is family important? Of course. Of course. Jesus said to Martha, one thing is needful. One thing is needful. One thing is needful. And Mary had chosen that good part. Maybe in a, in a very big pizza, you want a good part. In a, in a whole chicken, you, have, you want this good part. And you, you don't want to eat the, maybe the neck or the, the bones. In life, Worship is the best part. Amen. Yeah. Worship is the best part. In our worship, we are being molded by God. Amen. We are being molded by God. So worship, number one, few things this morning. True worship is putting God as the center of your life. Yeah. True worship is putting God as the center of your life. Don't get me wrong. Work is good. Family is good. To have a relationship is good. Yeah. You know, to, to dress well is good. Um, there, there's a visitor in our church, and um, after the service, I, 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 you know, I, I went to him. I said, "Hey, um, how's how's uh, what can, what can you say about our? He's a foreigner in the Philippines, and he said, "Oh, I, I will come again because I love the choir." And I just said to myself. Uh, Choir is good, but that's not why we come here. I do not say that to him. No, but you know, singing, it's good that we have singing. Yeah. But that is not the main part why we are here. Amen. Okay? True worship is putting God as the center of your life. Not yeah. yourself, not your dreams, yeah. not your plans. Right. I mean, we have good plans. We have good dreams. Okay? We, we have good people with us, but true worship is putting God as the center of your life. In the book of Acts, in Acts chapter 2, verse 41 to 47, the people that God, that God saved, the Bible says, then they that gladly received His word were baptized. Are you familiarized with that verse? Now, this is a verse, but let me ask you, have you experienced this verse? Are you saved and baptized? Now look at the next phrase. Look at the next verse. The same day they were added unto them, unto them, unto the church. So the church already existed before 
the Pentecost. Okay? I hope that we understand that doctrine. Unto them. And then, the Bible says in verse 42, in Acts 2.42, they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. And fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers and fear came upon every soul and in, in verse 44 all that believed were together and had all things common and I just hope we here this morning we had all things common we are here to worship the Lord Jesus Christ Amen. we are here not because of choir not because of this person we are here yeah. because God is here yeah. You know, if God is not in New Zealand, I don't want to be here. Yeah. It may be, you know, worse or not better, not good in the Philippines. But if if God is in the Philippines, God is in, in our place there, then I love it there. Yeah. They continuing daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, and they eat. They meet with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added unto the church such as should be saved. You know who's the center of their lives after they got saved? It's God. Amen. Daily in the temple. Daily in the temple. Every day. In our church in Mabolo, every day. I got this. My, my papa said, my, my papa always repeat this verse. And when, when, I, when I, I'm there already helping him, I said to myself that we should have a daily activity in our church. That, 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 that's on my, on my part. So every day there's an activity, feeding of God's word. Okay. One day for the ladies, one day for the men, and Thursday every, every for the young people, and Saturday choir, something like that. And, and I can see... Uh, the church in Mabolo here, I can see the, the atmosphere just that almost the same. Amen. Almost the same. Because true worship is putting God as the what in our center of our lives. Number two this morning, true worship will bring intimacy with God. True worship will bring intimacy with God. Intimacy. You will get closer to God. Closer to God. Let's start with the call of Abraham. The call of Abraham. In Genesis chapter 12, if, if you can open your Bibles in the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 12. In, in, in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, God called Abraham in verse 12. The Lord, in verse 1, the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. And what's this land? The Canaan, the land of promise. In verse 1 to 4, it's called the call of Abraham from Haran to Canaan. Now, by faith, even though Abraham do not know the place, but we know what, what happened in the Bible in, in Hebrews chapter 11, he went out not knowing whether he went. Thank God when I came here, I know where I am going. But Abraham went out from his place Abraham, he is called the great father. In other words, he's already prosperous in his native land. He's already well off. He has his wealth already. And by faith, he leave all of those things and went out not knowing whether he went. Can you just see the, the, the faith also of her wife, his wife? Where are you going? Where are we going, darling? I don't know. Let's just go. No, that's the call of Abraham. But when Abraham reached the promised land, look at in verse 5. Abraham took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their substance that they had gathered, and the souls that they had gotten in Haran. And they went forth to go into the land of Canaan. And into the land of Canaan they came. They arrived in Canaan. Verse 6. And Abraham passed through the land unto the place of Sichem, unto the plain of Mori, and the Canaanite was then in the land. And the Lord appeared unto Abraham and said, Unto thy seed will I give this land. And there he builded he an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. When Abraham 
knew and understand the will of God in his life, when it was very clear to him, Abraham, this is the place. Abraham, you will live here. Abraham, this is yours. The very first thing that Abraham did is to worship God. Amen. He did not say, oh, this is the place, Lord, okay, I will get me a house. Now, don't get me wrong, house is good. Of course, you, we need shelter, it's yeah. basic need. But the very first thing that Abraham did, he built an, an altar. There's famine in the land, the Lord test him, and what, what happened? Abraham moved to Egypt. And in Egypt, you cannot build an altar there. In the world, you cannot worship God if you are in the world. Yeah. If you are living in the world. Yeah. If you love this world, no, you cannot worship yeah. God. God is not in your heart. God is not in yeah. your priority. Yeah. So what happened in Egypt? There's famine in the land. God tested him. He went to Egypt. Egypt is a picture of the world. He did not build an altar in Egypt. I don't know what version of the Bible that there's an altar in Egypt. No, there's no altar of God in Egypt. So he went back in chapter thir chapter 13, in Genesis chapter 13, Abraham went back and in verse 1, Abraham went up out of Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, and locked with him into the south. In verse 4, let me jump, let us jump to verse 4. Unto the place of the altar which he had made there at the first. Abraham went back. And the very first place he, he went to is the altar that he built. And there he called on the name of God. I don't know what he what are the words, but he called on God. Lord, Father God, Jehovah, he called on God. And you know what happened next? There's a strife. This is just a summary. There's a strife between the herdsmen of Lot and the, the herdmen of Abraham. And you know what happened? You know what happened? Lot went to Sodom. Lot went to Sodom. At first, he stayed outside. But there's a verse there that Lot, not Lot now lived in Sodom. He pitched his tent towards Sodom. Lot never worshipped God in Sodom. But what happened to Abraham? Abraham got closer and closer to God's will. Yeah. Look at in verse 14. And the Lord said unto Abraham, After that lot was separated from him, Lift up now thine eyes, and look from the place where thou art northward, and southward, and eastward, and westward. This is the verse that I, I told my dad, Papa, when you go to Israel, please go to this place. I don't know if you have you. I, I'm supposed to preach in the place. Okay. Ellen Moore. So I told Papa, Papa, you go to that place. But I want you to see, Papa, what's the view? The, the God's promise to Abraham. Abraham, look there, look there, look there. It's yours. It's yours, Abraham. And look at look at what Abraham did in verse eight, in verse 17. I will arise, walk through the land, in the length of it, and in the breadth of it, for I will give it unto thee. So, yes, Israel belongs to Israel. Amen. Okay? Verse 18, Then Abraham removed his tent. There's this direction from God, Abraham, this is, not, this is the place, and came and dwelt in the plain of Mamre, which is in Hebron, and built there an altar. True worship will bring intimacy with God. Amen. It's now at the center. The center. True worship. You know, if, if we are really worshiping God sincerely and if we are true to God, we will get to know more of God. Yeah. Abraham regularly built altars for God because worship for him helps him remember the word of God. Helps him remember the promise of God, the desire of God. Number three, true worship, true worship, number three, will make you surrender yourself to God. Hey. Yep. 
True worship will make you surrender yourself to God. In Romans chapter 12, look at this kind of altar that God expects from us. What is this sacrifice that God wants us to offer? In Romans chapter 12 verse 1, the Bible says here, I beseech you therefore brethren, by the mercies of God, yes, Pastor Adrian said, only by the mercy of God that we are still alive in Sunday school. We are alive because of the mercies of God. We are saved because of the mercies of God. Mercy only because of the mercy of God. In the book of Romans, it's called the, the, the doctrine of faith. We are saved because of faith, Romans chapter 4. And if you are saved, there's this battle, but we are not a servant of sin anymore. We're a servant of righteousness. Okay? And in, in, in Romans chapter 8, it's about our assurance. In Romans chapter 9, it's about God's sovereignty. In Romans chapter 10, it's about our responsibility. In Romans chapter 11, and then you, 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 we are now in Romans chapter 12. Therefore, because of all these things, I beseech you by the mercies of God, only by the mercies of God, that ye what, the Bible says, present your what? Bodies. God requires now an altar of worship. Our bodies. Now, you do not kill yourself, but the Bible says, present. Present means what? To, to bring, to be made available. God wants to use us. God wants us to present willingly. Yep. He is sovereign, but He asks us to present ourselves willingly. Yep. Right. Surrender willingly. What to surrender? Our bodies. Not just physical, not just physical, but the result of surrendering our bodies emotionally, spiritually. Look at what happened. Be not conformed to this world that is social. Do not follow the world. What is spiritual? That ye may prove what is that good and perfect will of God in surrendering our lives to God in, 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 this, in this essence of true worship. We present our lives, Lord, I am yours. Lord, use me. And God will transform us. God will change us. God will change our mind. I don't know. If you, if you will see me 12 years ago, 12 years ago, you will just see me and you will not be blessed by how I look. And if you just, you just read my mind, if you can read my mind many years ago, boy, you will not be blessed. But thank God, because of His Word, the Amen. Bible says, renew your mind. Amen. But there's no renewing of our mind if we do not present ourselves. Right. Yeah. Present ourselves. True worship will make you what? Surrender yourself Amen. to God. Amen. God did not save us because of our money. Yeah. No, don't think that I'm saved because I, I, will, I will contribute this, this money. No. God owns everything. Yep. God owns everything. In fact, money is the least that you can do for the ministry. Yep. Yeah. The right. best that you can do, this is the reasonable service, yep. is to present ourselves. Yep. What is money but you are not, you know, your heart is not right. there. Yep. You do not love souls. You are proud. You do not care for the souls of men. I have a classmate in Bible college. He used to, there's a beggar. He used to give, you know, KFC to the beggar. And then that's good. Don't get me wrong. Okay? It, it's good that you help. But later on, he, he asked himself, this food is temporary. What about his soul? Yeah. What about his soul? True worship will make yourself surrender to God. Number four. Number four, true worship will have a godly influence. Yeah. True worship will have a godly influence. Now, worship, I look for texts that have an altar. True worship will have a godly influence. In Hebrews chapter 13, we have an altar. Can you open your Bibles in Hebrews chapter 13? New Testament, but 
There's an altar? Yes. What kind of an altar is this? Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13. We have an altar. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 7. Oh no, uh, Hebrews 13, verse 7. No, starting, starting verse 10, verse 10. We have an altar. We have an altar. Whereof they have no right to eat which serve the tabernacle for the body of those beasts whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest for sin are burned outside the camp, without the camp. Wherefore, Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without or outside the gate. Jesus was crucified outside. Okay? Now, what's the result of this? What's the influence of his death on the cross for us? Is it just about him with no influence on us? No. Look at verse 13. Let us go forth, let us go forth, therefore, unto him outside the camp. This is us. Let us bearing his what? Bearing his reproach. The sacrifice, the final sacrifice is already made. Thank God the final atonement, the propitiation for our sins, the substitution. Instead of us, Jesus was crucified outside. Now what's our role, our responsibility? The Bible says, let us go forth. His body was crucified outside. The result, the result, the Bible says, bearing his reproach. In other words, whether you like it or not, if, but if you are saved, you are here, you are worshiping God, you are identified with the Lord Jesus Christ, yep. you go out, yep. you go to work, yep. Yep. you go to work, you go to school, yep. you do transactions, you are bearing the name of Christ. Yep. That's right. The Bible says, bearing His reproach. Yep. His death, for many people, it was full of shame. But for us, it was for our salvation. Yeah. Now we are bearing His reproach. Don't be afraid to be called a Christian. Yeah. Don't be afraid to be identified with God. Amen. True worship will have what? A godly influence. Look at in verse 15, by that verse, By Him therefore, this is another influence. By Him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. Sacrifice of praise. Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you that I have a church. Before, I was very ungrateful. I do not appreciate our church. I do not appreciate that I have a, a papa that is a pastor. I want my papa to be just an ordinary man or that an ordinary member. Uh, not, not, there's no ordinary member but my, my, my point is I just want my papa to be a policeman maybe not a pastor but now by God's grace I'm very grateful that I have a papa who is serving God Amen. no that's just a product by God's grace you will have that praise to God Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord for the salvation Lord thank you for the blessing that's a product of true worship. Amen. True worship will have a godly influence. You will Amen. be grateful. Yeah. You will be even grateful in problems. Yeah. You will be grateful in, in the Lord's trials. God give you trials. Yeah. You will discern it. Lord, thank you for these trials. Yeah. Many people gave, gave thanks to God because of the blessings. You know what? Job gave thanks to God even even because of the problems that he got. He said, Job said, Blessed the Lord gave and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Through worship, you will, in verse 16, the Bible says there, but to do good and to communicate, forget not. Forget not. True worship will produce this godly influence. What? You will, you will do good. Good works will not add something to our salvation. Yeah. But if we
truly worship God, if God is the center in our lives, to do good is automatic. Yeah. It's natural. Yeah. To smile is natural. To be happy with, with people that are saved is natural. Okay. It's natural. It's a product of true worship. Also, subjection and humility is natural. Yeah. It will just naturally go, flow in verse 17. Obey them that have the rule over you. Lastly, understanding true worship, number five and last. True worship, true worship delights God to bless you. In other words, if we are truly worshiping God, if God is the center of our lives, God wants really to bless you. God wants to work in you. That's the blessing. God, God, God wants you to experience Him. In Psalm 92 verse 12, the Bible says, The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. You know what? The useful, the most useful tree in the world is a palm tree. Why is it the most useful tree? Because every part of the palm tree is useful. There's no waste. Every part, the fruit, the leaves, the every part. The Bible says, the righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. In verse 13, those that be planted, those that be planted in the house of the Lord, house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. For the righteous who grew up in church, who, who stayed in church, who worship God, who love the church, age is just a number. Age, they grow. They grow in age. They, they grow. The, the palm tree, even though it's, it's been there for a long time, it's still bearing fruits. Bearing fruits. There's, there are some trees that have a specific period of time and they will not bear fruits anymore. The palm tree will grow old and still bearing fruits. They shall sting, still bring forth fruits in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing. Fat here is not the fat of the body. Okay? But fat here is blessing. Fat and flourishing. Why? Who, who are those people who will experience this? Those that are planted in the house of yep. the Lord. Planted. Yep. That's right. Planted yep. in the house of the Lord. Why would God bless them? Why would God want, want to bless them? Not, the, the least of all blessing is material blessing. But joy, peace, prosperity, favor from God. Why would God want, want these people that are planted? Why would God want to bless them? The Bible says in, in verse 15, to show that the Lord is upright. Amen. To show, to prove that God is fair. I mean, it's, yeah. it's not fair that uh, you surrender to military and you, you, you will buy your own weapon. Is it fair? No. Okay, I, I, I will be a policeman. I'll apply for a policeman. And okay, you're now police. Okay, buy your own, buy your own car. Is it fair? No. You worship God. You put God first. You honor God with your life. You love God. And God will prove it to you that He is fair. He is just to prove, to show. To show. To show for yourself and for people that it is not vain to serve God. To show that the Lord is upright. In closing, God is fair. God is just. God is upright. You know who is not fair? You know who, who, is, who, who is biased? You know who is selfish? It's us. Yep. It's us. Yep. One guy said, he asked the pastor, Pastor, what's the, problem? what's the problem of this world? What's the problem in this world? The pastor said, I am. I'm the problem. You are also the problem. Yep. Why are we biased? We want blessing. We want the blessing of Abraham. We want the we want the favor of Noah. We want God's blessing. We want the wisdom of Daniel. We want the we want the, the blessing.
wanting the favor of David. We want to be useful like the palm tree. But the problem is that we don't put God first. That's right. That's, that's just not fair. Yeah. We, we want, Lord, please bless me. Lord, honor me. Lord, give me your favor. But we don't put Him first. That's our problem. Yeah. The result of true worship is visible in a person's life. Yeah. It cannot be hidden. We do not worship God in vain. It has visible evidences. Visible. Visible. A changed life, a blessed life, a peaceful life, a prosperous life, a life of miracle. Let's pray. Father God, Lord, thank you for the message. Simple message, Lord, but I hope, Lord, that all of us, Lord, will check our hearts individually, personally, if our worship is true and sincere. Lord, you said to Abraham that you are his great and exceeding reward. Lord, I hope that every one of us, Lord, will worship you, not because, Lord, of what you give, but because, Lord, of who you are. Because, Lord, you are the true God. Lord, you are the source of our salvation. You saved us. You loved us. You died on the cross for us. And Lord, it's only by your mercy that we are here right now. Lord, if there are things in life that needs to be corrected, things in our heart that needs to be right, Lord, you know everybody's heart. I pray, Lord God, that we have now a throne of grace, Lord, that every one of us can call on you and make things right. As we continue in prayer, um, let's respond to that message. I think the Lord is speaking to me, speaking to you. If the Lord is speaking to you this morning, is there a problem in your worship? If there is a problem in that worship, everything else will be a problem. But again, we have a choice. Are we going to linger in that problem or come to the Lord and rectify the wrong? You are here this morning and say, Pastor, please pray for me. That is my problem. I do not worship God truly in my heart. Is that too late? Is that too late? We become this morning and say to the Lord, Lord, by your grace, I will worship you with all my heart.
The problem, Lord, is in us. You have proven it to David. You have proven it to Daniel, to Abraham. And Lord, you have been so faithful. From everlasting to everlasting, you have always been faithful. Lord, we want all those blessings. We want the wisdom that you have given to Daniel. We want, Lord, the favor that you have given to David. We want, Lord, the blessing that you have given to Abraham. But, Lord, we are not worthy because our worship is not right. Lord, help us to correct our own worship. And that, O oh God, all these blessings will be released to us. Why, Lord? Because now we know to, to show that the Lord is upright. Lord, thank you that you are our God. Thank you, Lord, that you are the ones that are speaking to us. The message is very clear, Lord, and it speaks to us straight to the heart. Because it shows us where the problem is. Now, Father, I praise you, O God. I magnify your name. And thank you, Lord, for these people that have come forward. Thank you, Lord, for their humility. Thank you, Lord, for their um, um, submission to you. This time, Lord, it is my prayer that you will bless these people. Lord, answer their, their desire, the desire of their heart. Give them, Lord, their desire. Help them, Lord, in their promises. Help them, Lord, to fulfill their vows. Whatever promise, Lord, that they are making today. Not just these people, Lord, that have come forward. Even these people, Lord, that are still in the pews. Whatever, Lord, desire that they have in their heart, Lord, please bless them. Help them, Lord, to fulfill those desires and bless your people with all blessing. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you for using Pastor Jofe this time. And I pray, O oh God, that you'll continue to be with us and throughout this day's activity and for the rest of the week and even next week in our anniversary. Lord, we commit to you everything. We praise you, O oh God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's all stand. Let's all stand. And